Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. First John chapter 2. We ran out of time talking about our topic yesterday. Yeah, but we have I an advocate. I hope it was helpful, <laughs> even though we ran out of time. You know, today, today I still hope it's helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I do too. All right. So, so why don't you help us out by reading it? Sounds good. So today I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Uh, for those of you that are keeping track of what Bible's in Andrew's hand today. And uh, reading from First John chapter 2. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins... We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Now by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment, which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word, which you heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world... The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist, who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. 
if what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. Yesterday, we recognized the point that do not sin. Do not sin. But if you do, you've got a helper. Jesus is our helper. He comes along, and certainly that's going to include the forgiveness because I have sinned. But if I've sinned, I don't have to turn away from Jesus. I don't have to give up and quit Christianity and discipleship. I don't have to throw up my hands and think, well, what's the point? I, I dig deeper into Jesus. I, I lean farther in to Jesus. And so then he starts talking about Jesus, and he says, by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Mm-hmm. So we have an advocate, we have an, a helper, we have a supporter, an encourager, a strengthener in with God, and that one is Jesus Christ the righteous. Well, how do I know I have him if I'm doing what he says, if I keep his commandments? So that's, a, a think, a great word of encouragement there and something to bear in mind. What does it look like? When I'm walking in the light, what does it look like when I'm abiding in him? I'm actually mindful of his commands. I want to keep his commands. And then I, I think he highlights a particular command. And that's the point. It is interesting here. And, and certainly, I don't want to diminish anything. At the end of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, all authority has been given to him in heaven and on earth. And we need to go make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that Jesus has commanded. We've got to have plans to help take us Mm -hmm. and folks who come out of the world to become more like Jesus, to listen to Jesus, to do the things that he says. But John drives this home when he wants to really call to mind what it is that Jesus word says, he brings up a specific. And so he says in verse seven, beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. And the old commandment is the word that you have heard At the same time, it is a new commandment that I'm writing to you, which is true in you. Okay, so uh, what's that about? What is, it's old, but it's new, but it's old, but it's new. You know, we were talking last week when we started in on 1 John. Uh, if, if we read this document as a sermon, and protect, uh, particularly even a sermon based off of the Gospel of John, yeah, uh, I see that this can be understood as a callback. What had they been taught when they first became Christians? Yeah. And so the old commandment, because chronologically that's what they learn when they first come to Christ, yeah. is still this new commandment because Jesus said, a new commandment I am giving you. That's exactly right. To love one another as Christ has loved them. I, and I, you know, when we went through the Gospel of John, one of the things we kept saying was that John was written for second or third generation Christians. These are, these are folks who have been in Christ. Now, it's not that it wouldn't be used to draw folks in. Of course, John says at the end, I'm, I'm writing this so that you'll believe. Sure. But sure. as you go through the Gospel, it was really easy to recognize he expected folks to kind of know this story already. Mm-hmm. In the same way, when we come to this sermon, he expects his audience 
to know that book, mm-hmm. the the one he gave, he the one he had written. He expects them to have, if they hadn't read his gospel account, to at least have the language, the verbiage. Yeah, heard his teaching perhaps audibly yes. by John himself or one of these other gospel preachers. And so all of a sudden when he brings up this new commandment that's an old commandment, it does call back to Jesus saying, I give you a new commandment. So, Andrew, what, what was that? Love. <laughs> love. <laughs> love. Particularly there in John 13, 34, and 35, love one another. Yeah, love one another, which we see uh, the connection being made here. He talks about loving the brethren. Loving the brethren. Loving, loving one another. One another. Disciples loving each other. He's, he's, so look, how do you know if you know Jesus? Are you loving your brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. I, and I think it's interesting as we go through this paragraph. Now, Andrew, I've heard tons and tons and tons of Christians debate. I say tons. Okay, that's probably, I, I don't want to exaggerate. I have heard repeatedly sure. people argue and get in discussions about walking in the light from the paragraph in the first chapter. Yes. I have not heard as many people discuss walking in the light as described in this paragraph in the second chapter. Well, you know, that was one of the things I was going to mention. It seems to me that we have some light shed, if you'll forgive the pun. On what it means to walk in the light. What it means to walk in the light or or perhaps not to walk in the light in the second chapter. Yeah. Perhaps we have so isolated that first chapter concept of walking in the light that we want to supply all the different ways that you may not be walking in yeah, the light yeah. instead of allowing first John two to show us, well, now I got a real idea about what it means not walking in the light, right? which is about how I'm loving or not loving treating or mistreating the brethren. Let me just say this, not that I'm, I, well, I'll just say it. I have heard people arguing and discussing that paragraph in the first chapter about what it means to walk in a light. And while they're arguing and discussing that, they're violating what it says about walking in the light in the second chapter. Now, don't misunderstand. I, I think there's times when we have to argue. You and I argue sometimes. Okay. Yeah. You know, we were like, we disagree on something. It's like, okay. So, and when I say argue, I don't mean in a, a vicious, hateful way. No. I mean, just like, hey, we disagree. So you state your case. I state my case. Uh, you know, sometimes we state it. Even pretty vehemently, I you know that happens on occasion, and that's that's not stepping outside of love. But I have heard people talk about some of these other things, and they get into name calling, they get into accusations, they get into character slandering, and I'm just going to tell you that's not loving your brethren. And what First John two says is that's walking in darkness. Let me go ahead and read that again in verse nine. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. He who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Um, putting this all together, I am sinning and in darkness and blinded by darkness when I am mistreating my brother. Yes. That's a kind of a sin that, He says, I write so that you don't sin, but if you sin, you have an advocate. This is the very kind of thing I need to take to Christ. And get help. And confess and get help. Yes, absolutely. Pick up on that point about the one who's walking in the light doesn't have any cause for stumbling in him. Mm -hmm. I think about Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount when he says, how how is it that you can see the log in your brother's eye? Excuse me, the speck in your brother's brother's eye, eye, but you don't see the log in your own eye. And I I think John, even though he doesn't in his gospel bring that point up, I think that's that same kind of notion is that, look, when I have a log sticking out of my eye and I come at you to try to get the speck out of yours, I'm actually going to cause more damage. 
Now, a lot of times people look at that statement in the Sermon on the Mount and they just think of the concept of hypocrisy. They, yeah. they think that the well, law, yeah. I mean, that is that is a an example of it. Sure. But they just think of the log as I'm doing the same thing, but bigger. But I really think that the log is just anything in my eye that is keeping me from seeing clearly. Now, that might be hypocrisy, but it also might be the fact that I actually don't love you. Mm. I'm trying to control you. I'm trying to manipulate you. I'm trying to be in charge of you. I'm trying I'm trying to prove that I'm right. I'm all these kinds of things. And I, I hear those kinds of conversations and discussions. And he and what he points out is that when I'm doing that, I'm walking in darkness. And here's the problem with darkness. When I'm walking in darkness, I actually don't know the way to go. I'm the blind leading the blind. Yeah. We're both gonna fall into the ditch. I I don't I'm not seeing the path as it is as it is illuminated by Jesus and his love and his teaching. And so I'm walking over the stumbling blocks and I'm leading you over the stumbling blocks. In fact, I may be placing a stumbling block in front of you because I have this log in my eye that keeps me from seeing clearly. I notice that there's a great power to love um, because that power to love is one that drives back the darkness. Yes. At the uh, end of verse eight, he talks about because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Yes. Putting these things together, um, a great testimony to the truth of the gospel, the light of Christ, the light of the gospel, the light of fellowship, right? Brotherly love is in how I am treating my brethren. And if we can, I can just add one more thing before we wrap up here. And that is that the Bible does tell us a whole lot about love. It tells us that we need to love our neighbor. It says it even gets us to loving our enemy. But I do note that in John 13, I think we said it when we were there and saying it here, what John is bringing to the foreground is there is supposed to be a kind of relationship between us as fellow disciples of Jesus Christ that causes the world to say, I need some of that. I need to get into that relationship because I want what they have together Mm -hmm. and with one another. Absolutely. And that's that's something to be striving for and working towards. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and wrap up here. Holy God, thank you. Thank you for this sermon, this letter. We I don't care what we call it, this writing that you inspired by your Holy Spirit to the Apostle John as he recorded and, and wrote about his gospel and w- was helping these Christians recognize the deceivers that were coming and trying to lead them astray as he's trying to protect them and put a wall about them so that they would stay true to your son and act like your son. Help us to learn from it. Help us to love as Jesus loves. Help us to love our spouses the way Jesus loves our spouses. Help us to love each other across this table and behind these microphones the way Jesus loves the other one here. Help us to love our brothers and sisters in the congregation the way you love them, the way Jesus loves them. And help us to love all the folks we meet and come in contact with the way Jesus loves them. Father, help us to walk in accord with your commandment, to love you with all our heart, our soul, our mind, and strength, and to love our neighbors, not only as ourselves, but to love our brethren and our neighbors the way Jesus loves us. Help us to to follow that new commandment, which is an old commandment, and help us to follow it in the new ways as highlighted by Jesus and his sacrifice. It's through him we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.